Ocean Richie's Daily Takeaway. Now, listen, have you noticed that some people are absolutely fine with other people watching them sleep? <laughs> you get this sometimes, like, you know, in the sun, summertime when people go for a sleep in the park and like, absolutely sparkling, you've got people watching, walking past them and looking at them. Uh, we've got loads of building work going on uh, in Leon C at the moment, getting high-speed broadband oh, lovely. in our local area, which is our thing. But they're digging all the roads up. They're working at night, these engineers. So they're all over the place. But there's this bloke who uh, is an engineer, but he's been fast asleep in his car pretty much every school run I've done over the past four or five days. And he's absolutely sparko. You know, the full thing, he's got the seat completely reclined. He's got his high-vis jacket over him. But mouth agape, it looks like a Greek tragedy. <laughs> completely see, with tons of people walking past him. And I just thought, fair play to him, because, I mean, he's having it every day. He obviously works late and has a proper proper kip in the car. I don't think I've ever done that. Like, properly sparko. You've never slept in the car like that? Honest to God, never had a proper... Really? Because I'd be too worried about it. This is the reason why I don't sleep on, like, trains and that, because I don't like people People sit like walking past me with my mouth open. Do you know what I mean? Used to regularly do it. I used to regularly do it. Once a week, I would uh, when I, when I worked on breakfast, I'd finish the day on a Friday, go down to Bournemouth, uh, wait for the uh, the older two to come out of school. Yeah. But I get down there around about sort of half past one. They come out at three. I would park in the retail park around the corner from the school. Lovely. <laughs> um, windows down about an inch, just so the car didn't fog up. Because then you uh, connotations, all, isn't it? <laughs> exactly, and. Smell. Yeah. Uh, and then the seat would go back and then the seat would recline and I would just conk out. And they hated it. Of I course, imagine. I'd be mortified if my dad was doing that. You know, walking to the car with all your mates and seeing your old man just, you know, mouth open, snoring like, it's not a good scene. Yeah, I mean, the, the undercurrent is that you are living out of the car. That's yes. the problem. Well, well, nice and car. You, you were fine. Well, I, I think that's by the by yeah. in terms of kids. But like, <laughs> were, were, you, were you worried about other people seeing you or you just don't, didn't you just need to get the sleep in? I needed to get the sleep in, you know. And that's what this fella's probably like at the end of our road. So... I just want to put it to you, bearing in mind I'm someone who's, I've never done this before in my life, have a little think back. I want to hear about the last time that you had a proper sleep in the car. Uh, some people do it regularly. Sarah says, I have a blanket and a travel pillow in the car specifically for that purpose. Whoa. I had a kip about ten minutes ago. Whoa, next level, that. Uh, a few months ago for Helen, June this year, solo camped and climbed Helvellyn, was absolutely wow. exhausted, had to stop at her services and sleep for 40 minutes so I didn't crash. Do you know, one of my good friends, my friend from America, Phil Austin, he does this quite a lot. We'll go he'll go on a, a walking, rambling thing on his own mm. and then camp and stuff. Lovely. Isn't I, I, I don't think I'd be brave enough to do that. Because no. it seemed like a good idea. Yeah. Then at like two in the morning when you hear wolves, you think <laughs> I just want to go home. Uh, Lawrence says, I flew back from the US for a funeral in Southampton and I had to stop on the way back for a kip. I pulled into a country road so I wouldn't be disturbed and when I woke up some hours later in the pitch black, I had no idea where I was. <laughs> That's the scare, isn't it? Uh, Aidan says, quite a few years ago, went to uh, Bristol City versus Crystal Palace playoff semi-final, Ooh. drove home in the early hours as far as Clackett Lane services. I knew I couldn't drive the final 12 miles to Bromley without a kip, so I pulled into the services, duvet and pillow from the boot of my company, Ford Bondeo, and got my head down for half an hour. I woke up nine hours later with a flat battery and a parking ticket. Oh, this is the thing, isn't it? You, you know, it's out of your control. This text is says, having dinner in my van today, I felt like I needed to sleep. I had two towels I use for drying off when I've been wet. Doesn't go into further details. Uh, he says, I rolled the windows down, tucked the towels in them, then put them back up. I parked in front of a wall, so I was hidden from the embarrassment. That's a murky situation, that. I'm trying to think about the setup properly there. I don't know if I want to dwell on that. <laughs> We've got Rob on the line. Let's change the subject. Rob, when do you have a good old kip in the car? Oh, it was, it was in the summer about three years ago. I used to drive this big open back truck. Right. And uh, during the summer, I'd have a hammock stuck <laughs> on the back of it. 
and uh, I'd park up on the uh, on the roads near the coast, and I'd just strip off to my underpants. Oh my! And have a kip in the, in the hammock and get some lays. What a view! What are the people never going on holiday in that area ever again in their lives? <laughs> You'd have some people walking along the promenade and having a having a look and. Uh, a lot of people come in and say, well, that's a bloody good idea. When you, when you, when you say it's an open-back truck, just so we can really picture it, it's some, like, HGV with a, a, a big old thing on the back and you can open the doors to it, and inside that, that's where you've strung a hammock? No, it's completely open on the back. I'd have a, uh, this hammock was suspended by a couple wow. of scaffolding poles. Do you know what? You would have looked like um, Spanish chorizo <laughs> if you are in your pants, <laughs> one of those. Uh, it was... Uh, it was just getting, getting uh, the time to take a break and yeah. um, catch some rays at the same time. Wow. Can't argue with that. Get in your pants. <laughs> get in your pants and get in the sun. Love this one from David in Port Talbot. He says, I finish work at two. My son finishes school at three. No point me going home first. I get a good 25 minutes outside the school each and every day. Every day. I love that. If, you, if it's there, you've got to take it. Topping it up. We've got Ash on the line. Ash, have you had a kip in the car recently? I'm a crane driver. Right. So, yeah, my trade is crane driving, and, um, yeah, I, on a regular basis, nearly every day. Well, so I'm always um, fascinated by crane drivers, because there's a big crane near where we live at the moment, they're building a block of flats, and it's miles up in the sky, this fellow up there working there. So what do you take up the ladder with you, then, for the day's work? I'm not on one of those ones. I'm on a, on a mobile one. Oh, wow. Well, like one of those like ones that would drive along the road and is absolutely massive. Really? Yeah, I, I've got to admit, I'm still a bit of a novice. <laughs> That's not so good to hear if you're in, uh, in a crane. <laughs> my, <laughs> um, mine's not massive. Right, um, you, you said I've it. Got, <laughs> I knew that was going to come out. I knew it. that was. It's not the size. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> so, when you ever sleep in your crane, then I guess it's brilliant because no one can see you unless someone else has got a crane up there nearby, and then they can see you sleeping in your crane. So they can they can see me. My my little cabin is like say on the back of um like a lorry. It's like a lorry, so it's on on the back of this sort of lorry. Um, everyone can see me. I take my boots off, put them up on the dashboard, recline the seat back. I've got you guys. Well, it could be you guys, or it could be um, the whole family of Absolute Radio stations. Exactly. Um, I've got them on, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, just close my eyes, and next thing I know is there's a tap on the door saying, come on, drive, we've got to go again. <laughs> Fantastic insight to your work day there, Ash. We really appreciate that. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, I plug you, plug, plug Absolute on my phone through my stereo um, first thing in the morning, and then you're on all day, and I sit there and... yeah, Fall asleep. Been, <laughs> <a little kid>. <laughs> <laughs> when times get hard, you know what it's like. <laughs> Is, is Leona Graham allowed to use that as an advert slogan for her show between 10 and 1? Yeah, that's fine, because that's usually when I go. <laughs> oh, you said it first. <laughs> You'll get a tap on the door, mate, don't you worry. <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. World Cup continues. What is it at the moment? Uh, Spain versus Costa Rica. We're all waiting for the uh, the next England and Wales matches in the World Cup. And what are the squads doing to entertain themselves while they wait for their games? Well, I don't know about the Welsh, but the English lads are taking on the Three Lions Fork Challenge. 
interesting name, isn't it? It is. Um, uh, we'll play you a clip of it in just a second, but what it entails is a fork on a table uh, and a pound coin, and what you try and do is roll the pound coin into the fork. Yes, that's what professional footballers uh, do to pass the time away. Here's how they get on. Having a great time. They're really into it, the likes of Bellingham and Trent Alexander-Arnold and Madison and Calvin Phillips and so on and so on. They're all loving it. It's weird, isn't it? Because, I mean, I don't know about you, when I was at school, and particularly at lunch breaks or if it was raining when you, you couldn't go outside, there was a lot of coin rolling games going on yeah you know table used to play table rugby yes. and all that kind of stuff yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's kind of going back to the good old days I love that's what they're doing out there <laughs> you know all the, all the money and all the things are out of Qatar and there they are rolling a pound coin into a fork at least they're staying away from the dentist chair yeah. that's the main thing <laughs> yes things and times have changed times have changed now of course we saw this and thought well we've got to give this a go the, the three lions fork challenge so uh, before the show earlier we had a little roll here we go three two one Oh! 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 That was really close. Got the left hand side of the fork, didn't go in. Okay, let's give it a go. <laughs> Very poor. <laughs> Very poor. Let's have another go each, another go each. It's harder than you think. I've got a sighter in. Nah, it's gone left again. Not bad. One more go. Here Come we on. go. Come on, sweetness. Awful. Absolutely awful. At least make it make the fork, man. It's not your gift, is it? Someone's just tweeted back, oh my God, Bush. <laughs> Don't judge me on that final roll. Don't judge me on that. Uh, you can have a look on the Absolute Radio socials at uh, us taking on the Three Lions Fork Challenge. If there's something that you do or have done for cheap entertainment uh, and it's something that we can have a go at, tell us what it is that you do for your cheap entertainment. I will never forget, we, me and my dad and my brother were, were dragged along to, uh, no offence, God, a really boring midnight mass my mum in Western Supermare back in the day and my dad had taken a, a like a walnut with him from my yeah. granddad's kind of like fruit bowl yeah. thing and we spent the entire mass which was an hour and a half long see if we could get the nut open with his car keys <laughs> And it flew by. There you go. Cheap entertainment. You don't need a Nintendo Switch. Uh, what are the little things that you do for cheap entertainment? Rolling pound coins into a fork. That's what the England team are doing at the moment. I admire that. Yeah, we were worried about, you know, previous were, World Cup yeah. tournaments and what they got up to. So that's <laughs> yeah. kind of good to know, isn't it, to be honest with you? Steve says, penny in a can. Toss a penny into a can. If you miss, you're out. More tension than a penalty shootout. Gets very competitive. All right, Steve, how did you fare during the Blitz, mate? Was it tough? <laughs> tough time? Luke's in Banstead. Folds a crisp packet into a small triangle. Tries to flick it into an empty pint glass. I like, I like the flicking into the pint glass bit. I always think people who fold crisp packets in pubs into triangles and people who tear, uh, like, beer bottle labels off... They've both got issues. There's, <laughs> yes. under, there's a reason they're doing that. Uh, John in Wakefield says, Evening chaps, me and my daughter when she was younger and if we were driving summer, we'd count cats and dogs. For every one, you'd get a point. Bonus point if you saw a dog off the lead. <laughs> Sounds amazing, that, doesn't it? Uh, Jane, what's the game you play? It's a game called Raymondo. OK, before you tell us what the game is, where, where have you heard about this game? Who introduced you to it? So my brother was off on a stag do some years ago. Uh-oh. And I think they were bored between drinking sessions and one of the guys decided to come up with a game. Right. Tell us how it's we play Raymundo. This has got nothing to do with a shoe, is it? No, okay. not at all. You place a, a coin on the table, face down, and you've got to guess the year that that coin was minted. 
<laughs> I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> no, me neither. Wow, and why is it called Raymundo? Is the guy that invented it called Raymond? Absolutely. Yes. Simple. Oh, where's that pound coin that we were playing the fork challenge with? <laughs> I want to play Raymundo. I, I've got a two pound coin. Okay, cool. Two pound coin. Really addictive. Okay, I'm going to try this right now on Richie. Go on, here we go. Raymundo. Okay. So uh, what, me and the producer will play this. Okay, so the two of us. Okay. Producer Nick. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say, what's the year? What is the year now? 2022, isn't it? <laughs> That's a good start. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go 2018. 2018 for Richie. Two pound coin on the table. Producer Nick, what are you saying? 2008. 2008. 2008. It's 2000, which means uh, Producer Nick's the winner. You win. Well, not in this case. That's my, it's 2000. So, so is that how it works, Shane? Does he get it because no, he's closest? No, No, you've got to get it on the nose. It's got to be bang on. You keep the coin. Oh, okay. I see. Okay. Right. So I get to keep the coin. Yeah. Now you need a new coin. Oh. Right. Okay. You can get free quite a bit of for spare change with this particular game. You, you can, but it's very difficult to get it bang on. Uh, Mark, tell us what you do. We'll play guess the celebrity height, and then um, <laughs> guess the celebrity <laughs> height. Yeah. So there'll be a few out, and we'll all put a pound in. Yeah. One of the lads will say. I don't know, Lennox Lewis. And then um, we've all got to pick a height yeah. of what we think Lennox Lewis is. Yeah. And then if you, someone gets the height, you get the pound. All right, then. So what about, well, let's try let's this Let's try this right now, uh, Leo Sayer. Leo Sayer, yeah. height in feet, what are we thinking? I'm going to say 5'4 for me. 5'4? Short floor, guys. I, I don't think Mark's taken into account his perm. It's, the perm is in there. So I'm going to go 6'1". Six, 6'1". One. Six, one. Producer Nick, shout it out. Leo Sayers' height. I've got the answer here. He's got the answer. He already knows. He's, he's frozen out of the competition. It's very honest of him. Mark is spot on. He wins the pound. What? Five foot three. You're joking. Five foot three inches he is. I see. No, if it's five foot three, even though I'm the closest, no one gets it. Oh, it's like Raymundo, the competition earlier on. You've got to be bang on, otherwise yeah. you don't win the money. Yeah, and then if with another celebrity get named... And another pound from everyone goes in the kitty. All right, well, I'm oh, gonna, let's go, go back at you. Another, another one. Bush go can on. play this one. Go on, then. He mentioned Lennox Lewis, so let's go, Lennox Lewis. Ooh, he's a big uh, lad. Aye. Uh, 5'11". 5'11"? 5'11", Lennox uh, Lewis. OK, yeah. all right, Mark. You, you, that's, we've locked that in. I'm going to go for 6'4". He's 6'5". Damn! 6'5", is he? Yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. You've grossly misjudged Lennox Lewis, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> I was thinking Mike Tyson, because Mike Tyson's a little fella. Well, the game's still bigger than uh, Leo Sayer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great game, we're going to play it again. Well done. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. It's fair to say on this show we love a catalogue. It's a shame you don't see catalogues around much these days. They used to be like a, a staple part of the run-up to Christmas, choosing what Transformer you're going to get yeah. and save up for and all that kind of thing. Uh, that is why we've created a weekly feature on the show called Catalogue Corner. And what we've done is we've found an Argos catalogue archive online from 1979 right the way through to the uh, late 80s. Every week we randomly go dial, delve into one of the catalogues and whatever product comes up is the subject for the remainder of the show. Uh, tonight, Richie, we're going to be delving into the 1979 autumn Argos catalogue. Okay. On the front, a grandfather clock, a Casio watch that's got all the time zones on it, and a gold lighter. Love it. Uh, the pages range from one all the way through to 251. What page are we going to go for? 86. Page 86. Hold the line there, call that. Okay. Now, this is interesting. <laughs> uh, this deals specifically with hair rollers. <laughs> Do, like, genuine question, do women still like do put rollers in their hair anymore? 
Because I remember Vera Duckworth and that doing it. Hilda Ogden as well, yeah. Hilda Ogden, but like, I don't know whether it's still a thing. Some of the products they've got on here, there's, there's lamps and uh, little mini heaters that you can put next to your head to, to dry your hair while you're having it curled. Now he's got like a, a curling tong thing. I think that's what they use these days. No, they don't well, I'll go one further. Do they still have like hairdresser, like hairdressers for women, where you you have your hair done, put in curlers or whatever, and you sit under a, like a plastic thing that heats your head up? Is that yeah. still a thing? I, I don't, you don't see those in any places I go. I've not seen them in ages, so there's a lot of questions here that need answering. OK, so what are the, what's the product again? Is it, they're basically her, hair rollers. Hair rollers. <laughs> it's a tough, it's a niche ask wow. for the final 45 minutes of the show. But we'll open that up into, like, various hair products, And I, I feel think. we've asked a lot of questions as well that need answering. So, look, if wow. you know anything about hair rollers, I mean, obviously it's big in 1979, autumn, for the Argos catalogue, but is it still a thing? Yeah, we appreciate that as a generated topic, we're up against it somewhat, although we did speculate a little bit about uh, Hilda Ogden and uh, hair, her hair rollers back in the classic Corrie days. They're absolutely iconic, aren't they, her hair rollers? Uh, they are. Five years ago at auction, I've discovered, they went for £4,200. Wow! Yeah, uh, along with her pinny and headscarf. That's amazing. So it is an iconic look. If you have any intel on the whole roller thing, I'll never forget my dad uh, being convinced by my mum back in the 80s to go and use... Uh, basically, we normally went to a barber, but she said, go to my hairdresser. Yeah. And he went along and they gave him a bubble perm. This is brilliant. And you should have seen I've never seen anything like it. He's got a moustache as it is. He looks like Kevin Keegan. I think you'd suit it. You've still got quite voluptuous hair, really, haven't Thank you? Thank you very I think my hair, if I grew it, I'd look like one of uh, Ned Flanders' boys <laughs> from The Simpsons. Yeah, you would. Uh, any intel, please, <laughs> on hair rolling? Jill's in Norwich, though, says she used to work as a hairdresser mid 80s. Uh, says the place where she had had one of those hood dryers. A colleague had done a regular client of his. She was still under the dryer nearly two hours hours later because he forgot about her normal drying time 30 minutes I believe the phrase is having it set good <laughs> intel there we've got Bridie on the line Bridie can you add to this what intel can you tell us about her curlers uh, well not a lot really apart from they right. curl your hair well, fantastic bit of insight, Bride. Are you available for any further interviews after this? <laughs> on call specialist I could be Do you still use them? Sometimes, yeah because they were around, they were they were around a lot in the eighties, and that's borne out by the fact that I think nine pages of the Argos catalogue from nineteen seventy nine dedicated to curling items because the perm was in. But you don't see it often these days, do you? No, you don't. But were, were they the ones in that catalogue? Are they the ones that you plug in and like they cut there? So they were called Carmen. He's just going to find out for yes. you. He's going to find the actual lot. Carmen, yeah, that's the name of the product. They, I didn't realise that. They actually plug in. That's an amazing thing. Plug them in, and you yeah, you rolled your hair up. They used to burn your bloody hands though. <laughs> Girl, girls are, are quite fine with just being close to incredible heat. Aren't they? The curling tong thing that yes. you're saying Natalie's got, yeah. they're like a 1,000 yeah. degrees. So always getting the classic bur girl burn just on the th bit That's of the thumb. It. Yeah, 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 just up there. Yeah. yeah, just a bit of the thumb. So, yeah, <laughs> girls, eh? That's right, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Are we interrupting you having your tea or anything? Or No, no, no. What did you have? I haven't yet. <laughs> OK, oh, fair enough. I feel like we do have to ask now what you are planning to have. Um, I've got... Um, like a chicken chasseur. Oh! oh we couldn't get a more 80s meal. <laughs> Matches the catalogue. Lovely to speak to you. Thank you. This is the Daily Takeaway. We have up to a whopping £2,000 for you to win in a little game that we like to call... More, more, more. How do you like it? How do you like it? More, more, more. It's all because Tesco Mobile are giving you amazing deals with incredible savings in their Black Friday event this year. Powered by their club card prices. On the line, hoping to play, hoping to win, is the brilliant Lindsay. How are you doing, Lindsay? Welcome to the show. Hi, I'm doing 
good. How are you guys? <laughs> We're all right, Lindsay. Where are you today? Um, I'm in Scotland. Okay. Can I ask you a personal question, Lindsay? Do you have your Christmas tree up yet? We've got a bit of a problem this week. We're here just seeing stuff coming through on the wires about people having their, their trees up already. We're not sure we how we feel do. about it. You we do? We actually have it. Um, I'm such a Christmas fan. Like, honestly, 1st of November, I'm, like, ready to go. So, so, yeah. so just to confirm, have you had your Christmas tree up since the 1st of November? Well, I'm actually, like, in the Christmas mode 1st of November, so it's, like, Christmas music and stuff, but the tree went up last week. <laughs> she's wow. a wrong one. She sounds wow. like baby, she's a wrong one. Ow! <laughs> Lizzie, we're stunned. We'll try and get past this, and uh, but it, it has hit us. It has. It really has. Yeah. Right, here are the rules. Um, £2,000 to be won. You have five questions to answer, and each question is worth £400. Uh, they're multiple choice. You'll have ten seconds to answer each one. Remember, we have to take your first answer. Uh, you can then walk away with your haul that you've accumulated or if you want to answer the next question, just say more. Uh, but there is a catch. If you say the word more and then you get the next question wrong, you lose all the money you've accumulated. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. <laughs> right. Good luck. Let's play more, more, okay. more. OK, Lindsay, let's get ready to win some money. Here we go. Question number one. For £400, how many wives did Henry VIII have? Did he have A, six, B, seven, or C, eight wives? And did he have six? You're absolutely right. Well done. So, <laughs> uh, you. do you want to walk away with £400 or do you want more? More. more. OK, question two. A pentagon has how many sides? A, three, B, four... Or C, five? Hmm. Five. Correct. Get in. Yay. <laughs> now, listen, that, that's £800 in the bank. Do you want to walk away with that oh money safe or do you want more? Um, oh, my God, it's such a difficult one. I think I'll go for more. <laughs> Good on you. We love this. Question three. Who did England play in their opening World Cup group game on Monday? Uh, just so you know, World Cup is a big tournament that lots of football teams, unfortunately, <laughs> Scotland are playing. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Is it A, Iran, B, France, or C, Italy? I'll give you those again. Did we play A, Iran, B... A, Iran. Yes! Well done. It was Iran. So, do you want to walk away with £1,200 that you have right now, or do you want more? Um, I think I'm going to walk away. Is that okay? (laughs) Of course it's okay. And do you know what? I think it's what I would have done. Well done. Lindsay, you have won £1,200 thanks to Tesco Mobile and their Black Friday event. What are you going to do with it? Thank you so much. I think I'm going to cry. I can't believe this. Oh, my God. Like... This is amazing. Thank you so much. I honestly don't know. It's it's, it's having such a great time. Like, oh, I, I have no idea. Like, I think just, like, treating, like, my husband and my mum and dad and I'm going to get some nice stuff, like, P-Mark and, and things like that. Get to check you out. <laughs> well, push the boat out. I mean, yeah, and it's tough it. times at the moment, so any little, every little bit helps, doesn't it? It honestly means, like, the world to me. Thank you so much again, like, honestly. Nice thank one, you. Lindsay. Thank you so much. Lovely to speak to you. It's all thanks to Tesco Mobile. Like we just say, every little helps. Pop in store or search Tesco Mobile for the best deals. And if you'd like to play tomorrow, and look at the money Lindsay won, head to absoluteradio.co.uk. More, more, more. How do you like it? How do you like your score, score, score? The Daily Takeaway. Pushing Richie's Daily Takeaway.